sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we get it. Till we get it. Paul Wall in the Coopers, what was they talking? Money speak, all that bullshit, keep it. Run the side, run the side, run Hey, we shot guns over at Michael Park's house. Dude, Michael Park, not only probably one of the best shots I've ever seen, like, in real life, uh, also a born-again Christian. Blew me away. The Velveeta, home of the big cheese, the Lord Jesus can cleanse you of your sins and make you a new man in the light of God. Bring her in and make her grin. <laughs> has, has he always... Is he like the older guy? Uh huh. He's the guy that wears the beret, usually long hair. He has the jokes. <laughs> yeah. He has the the door guy at the Velveeta Room, the comedy club downtown. On Vel on Sixth Street, One people bark. So like people outside a like a restaurant or a bar, or whatever, they go, "Hey, come in, two dollar shots, right?" So the comedy club, he does it too, except he has his little jokes that he's been using for thirty years, and like it's like called the Velveeta Room. So he goes, he goes, he goes, um, Velveeta Room, home of the big cheese. And he also has, bring her in, make her grin. And he goes, get get her laughing and drop the satin. That's what people love it. But one time there was a door guy next door at the sake bar place. There was a young guy. He was a furry. He would wear his furry like uh, tail and always yeah. talk about furry shit. Yeah. I saw his shit get rocked one time. Did not help him. When he first started working there, he saw Michael do his thing. You know, he's been doing it decade more plus knows how to bark for a comedy club he started stealing michael's jokes michael got unreasonably mad he'd be like you hear him you hear him taking my jokes you hear him saying my bits fucking idiot motherfucker <laughs> that motherfucker stealing my jokes you hear him right i heard him the other day he said the maker grin one and i'm like that i always get really mad i'd like to juice him up about fucking <laughs> the furry but the another time after the furry so the furry guy got a, his buddy hired to be a door guy with him and he was a guy that would just steal valor and wear fake army man stuff he carried oh a sword God. with him no this dude ruled i also saw his shit get rocked too if you're a door guy and you're getting punched new job buddy you're bad at it i saw their door guys the door guys at saki bama they get their shit rocked on the reg. As far as like being door guys, it's like they're asking for it. It's like, dude, you're carrying a sword. He's wearing a tail. Is this entrapment? Like you're asking me to kick your ass, right? Is it just is it people that are trying to kick out of the out of the place that just beat their ass, or is it just they start shit because they're trying to bark, but they don't know how to bark. And so this oh. guy, oh, the furry dude, one thing he would do is he would hide. And when women would walk by, oh. he would jump out and scare them <laughs> and then say, hey, come in and get a drink. And oh it's like, God. yeah, women, brother, I, I'm going to tell you something. They hate that. Yeah. As, as, a guy, as a guy that scares women just doing the damn thing, just walking around, <laughs> yeah. women do not like feeling afraid. Just being in their presence. Yeah. yeah. Girls are like, I've always wanted to know what we could add to the bar mixture, the bar environment. What about fear? <laughs> more fear girls are like there's not yeah girls feel yeah. so safe at bars they we need to they've gotten two into their heads all right oh you guys want to hear something wild this is true i swear to god fucking six seven years ago me chris sabilia this fucking fool i hate named brent peasley brent if you listen to this i you're it's fucking green light for your ass it's on site if i see you <laughs> it's true he knows that he's known that years can't remember what the beef was but he called me something that i didn't like and ever since then fuck you brent peasley I'm straight sorry. up Katie texts me from the other room and uh -huh. she's like, yes, us women love more fear on six. They do. Yeah, here's the thing. When women go drinking, they want to know, you know, what what could happen. Why do you think women love true crime? You know what I mean? Women yeah. love pissing me off by being so beautiful. You know? <laughs> hey, this is the podcast, not the manifesto. <laughs> do you know the joke I like to make a lot when people ask what I have to do today? And people are like, hey, what are you on your way to? I go, ugh. 
I got to stop by the bus stop to all the women that look beautiful today. <laughs> I go, God, what time is it? God, I got to get to the bus stop, let all those women know they look beautiful. <laughs> women go to work and no one's going to tell them they're beautiful. They deserve a raise, you know? But if you bring your boy in and hire me to tell them they're beautiful, you can pay your women less. <laughs> if you hire me come in tell all the women there they look beautiful that day that their smile looks great that their bangs look great you know then you can pay them a little less but they'll probably just label it as like sexual harassment no nah, i won't make it sexual oh okay i wouldn't be like your titties look dope or your body looks dope <laughs> I, I wouldn't ever yeah you can you can complicate men's posture their intelligence their bodies and their work ethic those are the you can't tell a woman you look you know, you can't say you look desirable or you look breedable, but you can say like you look beautiful or oh, you can tell the boys. Yeah, all my boys look breedable. I've never cooked. I'm, I'm never going to break bread with a dude that I wouldn't do in a conversation. I'm not gay. All right. I'm not going to fall in love with a man. Fuck a beautiful one. Sure. Pretty much twice a week. I have a standing meeting to do that, but yeah, I would never love a man. No way. No way. So do you do you want to talk more about the this because what what was it it was like it was hurricane relief right for the how you racked up that tab at home yeah my twenty well it started as twenty two thousand now they owe me eighteen thousand well I mean I guess I owe them eighteen thousand okay because then why would we why would we raise the money if they owe us it yeah that I owe them actually. They, they, they definitely don't owe me 18 grand. <laughs> That's not why they're calling me. JT, you took care of all of our relief efforts. <laughs> you, you just spearheaded the nonprofit efforts. And uh, honestly, we're just going to pay you for it. Yeah, Home Depot is going to make me honorary manager of the day. <laughs> Learn back, hey, dude, you can make the keys. They're going to let me run the key machine. They, I, That's scrub, a big honor. I have the little toothbrush that so I scrub the keys after a machine makes it for me. They push a button. They're like, "Oh, you can't run it yourself. I'm going to be that guy at Home Depot. I make the keys. I'm the key guy." You got to look at you got to look at their key first too. Yeah, <laughs> I look at it. Yeah, this this will copy. Okay, now I'm putting in the machine that does all the work. But okay, yeah. So what was the hurricane that happened in Lake Charles last year? Harvey? No, that was Houston. Okay, what was it? It was a bad one, right? It was fucked up. I was in yeah. West Texas, and I seen it on TV. And my chick has family out in Lake Charles, and they're all trying to get out. And it was when none of my buddies had jobs, right? Right after quarantine, no one was working. And I had like fucking 15 grand in my name, like the richest I've ever been. And so it was like, it would cost like $1,000 to rent a truck, a few grand to get good like equipment and food and water and stuff. And I was like, I'll just go, you know, because I had done a little relief work before. And I was like, oh, this is easy. It's you seriously just show up with stuff. You give it out. They're happy to see you. Um, it's mostly just getting manpower, but no one was working. So yeah. it's like, that's got to be the easiest thing in the world. Uh, I asked everyone I knew who would come. Dozens of people were like, yeah, I can give up the next week. I'm not fucking working, right? Yeah. Like four people came. And like four people came. We had like three trucks. We drove down, me and Conrad and Dave and like these four communists that came out to make propaganda that I want to let them make so they leave early. Um, <laughs> and then for real, they were like, they seriously tried to like record poor people suffering. And it was like, hey, you cannot do that here. And they were like, well, then we'll be leaving early. And they did. So they did their job. And uh, we like drove out there. On the way out there, the shelving in the back of the truck I rented broke. And so I was like, yeah, okay, we're going to have to pay for that. And then we're camping out in the poorest part. So we start out, and all the information we got driving out there 
was like, hey, the roads are all ruined, so we got road clearing stuff. The roads were mostly fine. It was mostly debris. We had to move, and then you could drive. But we went down to my chick's auntie's house and, like, fixed her roof and, like, checked that neighborhood. Didn't really give out too much supplies there. A lot of people had already – people that had stayed there had already had their supplies. But, like, by day two, everyone was like, hey, you got to go to Mallard Junction Park. And that's where, like, all the poor people live, highest crime rate, no relief at all. And so we went out there, and most of these people, we were the first relief they saw, the first water they saw, the first food they saw. And, like, after we give out all the food and, like, we have enough to stay there for a few days, I drive back, I get more stuff, and I bring it back, and we camp out there. And we start by, like, just clearing the streets and getting the electricity wires back up and making sure everyone has water and, like, stuff like that. And then we end up staying for, like, a week and a half, two weeks, and here's the sneakiest thing. I don't know if you guys know this. When when your roof goes because of a hurricane, right, and you have home insurance or renter's insurance or whatever you have, you have, like, less than a week to put a tarp on that. Otherwise, they're not going to give you your money. And the tarp has to be nailed. It has, like, all these specifications. So that's – we were kind of weirded out that people were number one asking for tarps, but, like, that was – like, if you get a tarp on your house, you're going to save 10, 15 grand. Like, it's nuts. So yeah. that became, like, priority number one. Like, after people, like, we still had water and stuff we were giving out, well, toiletries. I also know, like, insurance companies, if you, it, depending on what type of tree it is, but if it's hanging over the roof, then it basically voids the insurance. Another thing so is, like, like, they have guys that will do their insurance claims that live in their cars out there the next, like, before National Guard. Like, insurance is like, get out there now, see the damage now, see how they're, because if you don't have that roof, like, a tarp on it by the time they see it, they're going to be like, well, you didn't do the most you could to prevent damage. We're going to give you less. And exactly like you're saying, they find little loopholes. It's so fucked up. But, like, that was priority number one. We spent, and we raised a little bit of money through, like, Instagram, just asking people to send money. But, like, we're not, like, weirdos that were posting about what we were doing, right? right. Like, we weren't, we, don't, we didn't make a single, like, photo of us with, like, the people from the neighborhood. Like, no, it wasn't no weirdo shit yeah. at all. Um, no white and, savior posts dude I hate those and that's that felt like what people were trying to make a couple of people that came I felt like they were trying to make weird propaganda that I was like you can't <laughs> communist white savior propaganda the weirdest shit the weirdest shit um, but there's a couple communists that came that put in good work um, but then the other two fuck those jokes um, <laughs> uh, they know who they are but we're out there for a couple weeks doing the, mostly the tarp thing. And like we get a little bit of money on Instagram just asking people, kind of explaining what we're doing. And we probably get like three or $4,000 from people, like straight up, probably like three or 4K. And we probably spent like seven, 8K all together between me and my buddy. But after donations, it's like a K each. You know, it's really not that bad for what we're doing. Yeah. We stone cold felt impactful. Like, no, no exaggeration. People are telling us this is fucking impactful, right? Like, thank you. Thanking us, telling us to come back for Christmas. Like, all, like, these people are like, you know, why are you here? Why, like, w- what church are you with? How'd you guys do this? And it's straight up like, yeah, I just think, you know, we're all unemployed. It'd be evil for us not to be here, right? Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Smoke weed and watch TV? <laughs> None of us have jobs. Like, it's insane that more people didn't come. Um, but, uh, um, then when we're driving back, cause we leave, we do it for a little over a week. Uh, we get maybe 18 to 20 houses covered up, you know, a couple hundred people water, you know, a, a few dozen people like tools that they need to help them with their house. Like, you know, for this area, for this community, definitely good work, right? Yeah. Over the state of Louisiana, nothing, a drop in the fucking pan. But for the neighborhood we worked in, great work, proud of it. It was good work. We drive back, Conrad's driving. He wants to get this pizza 
And so we go into a pizza place because there's no food or gasoline like within a few hours. So if you have to fill up your truck, you're driving like three hours to Orange, Texas and back. Like it sucks. Not three hours, like an hour and a half. So three hours both ways. Three hours around trip. So we get out a couple hours outside of Louisiana or, you know, Lake Charles, whatever. Finally yeah. get a place. We pull off to the side of the road and he breaks the top of the van by driving underneath like one of those. Conrad would be the one. Conrad. And it's, it's, it's bad. It like yeah. it's like a thing where it like folds in the top of the roof and the dude the funniest thing he doesn't even say anything he just immediately reverses <laughs> we pop back on the freeway and we just drive like just in silence just fucking and then for a while and we're like yeah so that's fucked up and he's like dude it's already damaged back there and I was like it is already damaged so, back there so was this like one of those because um, I've rented trucks from Home Depot before uh-huh. like when I moved here and it's like the it's not it's not an eighteen wheeler it's like a Sprinter yeah. A Sprinter van or a Sprinter van, yeah. Okay, so it's, I th- I thought I was thinking it was like a box truck because the tops of those are pretty flimsy. It wasn't quite a box truck. It was it it like it was a Sprinter, I think. Okay. A Ford Transit, like the Ford version of a Sprinter. Okay. And we. And he still clipped that shit. He clipped it, yeah. It because like it really did. There was no signs that said eight foot clearance. We're just over eight feet. It feels yeah. like a normal car. And he he clipped it heavy against brick too, to where like we were driving and the car like stopped. You know what I mean? Like the it wasn't like it like the car was like and like hit it and I was like oh shit we hit something. Um, but you know you can't rent a car without insurance. Yeah. And so I'm like don't even worry about it, dude. Like I'll have to pay a little more insurance every month. I'll just get worse insurance and pay. Not even a big deal. We go drive all the way back to Home Depot. We drop it off. The guys are pissed. And I was like, why do you guys care? Like, this isn't your car. And they're getting really rude. And I was like, hey, we just, I, I just got out. Like, I haven't slept in like a week. Please be nice to me. Like, I was like, yeah. what do you guys, what's your issue right now? We were like, doing the Lord's work. Yeah. What every, were you doing? Every time the Home Depot guy would come out and be like, so what happened? I'd be like, well, I was driving out to Louisiana, okay, where the hurricane just was. Okay, are you listening? You know what I mean? Just <laughs> super fucking dig in on that shit. Um, but the skinny was, I didn't have a car at the time. I, I got my, kind of my first car I've had since I was like 20 or whatever, um, like a year ago. Yeah. Um, I only had a motorcycle and I had Geico insurance on it and when I rented it he said do you have insurance and I pulled out my Geico not thinking that it was only for motorcycles I thought I just had insurance the guy renting it to me thought so too or obviously he wanted to rent it to me yeah. so I didn't have insurance and then they hit me up and they say you owe us 22000 because you practically totaled that car and I was like whoa that's crazy and I called and I was like hey so I was out in Louisiana, like right after the hurricane, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't give a fuck, dude. We fucking don't give a shit. We're Home Depot, baby. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck like you. you're cutting into our profits out there." Yeah, they totally put me in my place. It bit me over their lap for that. And uh, but I talked to them down, and like the woman I'm working with, who's like the the person who has to chase me down for money, yeah. she like was like, "I'll waive all the admin fees. You'll just have to pay repair fees, which is technically a deal, but it's still like you guys could afford to eat that 18k. You could. They're not gonna." Well. Um, it's- I think it to me it sounds like okay obviously whoever rented it to you originally like they didn't train them properly so it's like it it's really on them but because it's a company Home Depot and it's not just like a missing piece of particle board like they're definitely just gonna be like no like you still broke it like you should have known that it's like no like I it's like JT Kelly was homeschooled. Yeah, I had. No, there's no way I never took renting a truck class. You know yeah. what I mean, that was not a day That's in high school for in me. The Texas curriculum. Yeah, oh, nothing is in the Texas curriculum except how to like yell at women. <laughs> the only thing they teach you in Texas curriculum is like, so this is when we took it from Mexico, rightly. And this is how you talk down to your wife when she gets mouthy. And then, and then that's it. Yeah. Then you just pray about how abortions are murder. 
that's <laughs> eighth grade. That's <laughs> all all your education up to high school. Um, but yeah, is I like in my mind, if I'm renting out cars, I'd be like, hey, make sure they have insurance. Also, check what kind of insurance and make sure it's not you know home insurance or motorcycle insurance. Boat, boat insurance, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I'm there with fucking boat insurance. Even has like a little boat on it, and they're like, "This is good." Yeah, you can rent it. There's no rules there, and they get my thing was how pissy they were when I was like, "Yo, I'm so tired. Please do not talk to me." Like it's like just tell me I'm wrong, and I'll be like, "I agree, buddy. I got to get an Uber home. I'm so tired." Um, but yeah, I expected to spend like because in my mind I was like, I had like 15k to my name, right? For me, that's rich, and so I was like, "Yeah, I'll spend a few grand." going out there i have the time i have the money let's like it'd be evil for me not to do that right and so then i learned that i fucked up because now i owe home depot 18 grand but right i asked my friends yeah i say what's the quickest way to raise 18 grand and max said a telemarathon and i trust max and i believe in him and so when he says you know i can work with you to get sponsors and programming to make sense for it because even if I can't raise 18 grand, I can put a dent in it. Yeah. And I'll auction off my chopper, the big uh, fucking shovel head. Yeah. I'll finish that up and I'll auction it off and I'll sell everything I own. And I'll do a telemarathon to raise money. I'll do, I'll make it so it's like we're streaming on every platform. So even if you watch it, we get like 20 cents if you watch it. We'll do everything. You know what I mean? I'll shave my head. <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll, I'll beat the shit out of Conrad on live TV for $1,000. <laughs> car wash? Car, yeah, absolutely. We'll do a car wash. I'll do anything. We got to raise the money. Um, but yeah, otherwise Conrad and I owe, because Conrad said he'd split it with me. He fucked up. He crashed yeah. the car. Legally, he could get out of it, but he was like, yeah, I will split that with you. He was behind the wheel when it happened. He was so behind I... the wheel when the second crash happened. So I don't blame him for that. I blame, you know, God. God did that to us. He's trying to do the Lord's work, and God fucking still slapped you on the wrist. It's crazy. I like in my mind, I know this is delusional, but in my mind, I get on the phone at Home Depot, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, dude, you crashed our car," and I'm like, "Yeah, but like, there's a neighborhood full of like, you know, truly impoverished people that the National Guard weren't bringing fruit to, and we were just fruit, dude. National Guard, what they do? I mean, they bring, bring water. National Guard, I'm sure, does positive stuff too. But what we see is they stand outside of pawn shops and guard CVSs and stuff like that. But they also the 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 media ad they give, like when they roll in, are trays of fruit. And a lot of people that we interact with, a lot of it's really good. This isn't across the board, but so many people would just hold up like fucking rotten trays of fruit. And it's like, yeah, it's so fucking humid here. There's no fucking, you know, refrigeration. By the next day, this fruit's bad. You know, we don't have any electricity. Thanks for the fruit that's bad the next day. You know, it's wild. That's why you got to get the army in there because they'll give out the MRE. Man, I didn't see any MREs while I was out there. I've got a couple here right now. From Relief? From no, living I, in Houston during quarantines, or no? I, I just buy them at uh, Army Surplus. You just got hungry boy syndrome. Do you have a Do you have a go bag? We we did for the the storm, but since we moved, like we need to like re up it. You do have a go bag. That's yeah. awesome, man. It's, I do, I do I got too. One bro. of those big like beat a man to to death type of flashlights. Nice, got that. Yeah. The the two MREs. Uh huh. And then. I think we still have like our like little. It's basically a box of band aids. Uh huh. But yeah, we got a little one. Nice. Yeah. You got a robust go bag. We tell us what's in your go bag. Two, two gallon gravity water filter um, hatchet. 
um, batteries. I have a pharmacy in there too. <laughs> What's like medication I want to be taking and then things that I might want to be taking if I'm not sleeping. Um, man, what else is in there? I don't know. Weed. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm like, if I'm wandering Apocalyptic around. Apocalyptic currency. Well, if I'm wandering around the rubble of a, you know, LA uh, 2023 or whatever it is, like, you're probably going to want to roll a joint. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I was buying a 22, another 22 pistol, and I was buying it like a little Ruger. Sold it the yeah. same day. Bought a little Ruger from a guy. And as I'm buying it from a little boy who's standing next to him says, I have the same Ruger and I can beat him by $50. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 12. And I was like, awesome. I would love to buy your gun, 12-year-old boy. <laughs> and I did. Bought it from him cash. I said, don't spend it all in one place. And he said, I won't. I'm saving up for some and some weapon I've never heard of. And I was like, okay, dude. I'm going to see you in the news one day, buddy. But keep doing your damn Save thing. Save up for a new scar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gun show laws are wild because it's exactly like you're saying. Like, oh, especially during heavy COVID times. Oh, Because yeah. I would walk in with a mask and a hat on and then buy a gun cash and leave. No ID, no security cameras, no anything. Some, like, full Unabomber outfit. Full-ass Unabomber. I'm wearing a fucking mask. You know what I mean? Yeah, that too. Yeah, it was awesome. I'll be honest, I loved that. <laughs> I remember when I, I'll tell you a true story. I was six or seven years old. My grandma comes to town. She takes me to the fair or a little, you know, little fucking uh, the pier where there's games you can play, like carnival games. I do the bottle toss. I win. The ring. Yeah. I win a uh, stuffed animal, mm -hmm. human size, bigger than me. I'm a little boy. I take it home. I cut a hole in it. I try to fuck it. I cut a hole right where the where I imagined. Try though. It sounds like you did. No, no. I'll, I'll tell you what happened because I not. I, you think I came in that thing? I was a little boy, buddy. What, you think I'm fucking dropping cream pies in my stuffed animals? I'm a little boy, you sicko. All right, come on, dude. Jesus Christ, I'm a child. So I cut a hole where I thought the pussy was, right, like in the belly button area of a woman. Uh huh. Well, some women. Um, and I get. I don't know if I was getting boners in at the time, but I definitely played with myself to the point where I was aroused. Yeah. And then I put my penis in it, but it was filled with these little beads that spilled out everywhere, oh. all over my room. And I felt like you could tell so clearly what I was doing. <laughs> like I looked at it and I was like, yeah, you can tell I fucked the beads out of this little fucking stuffed animal. Like, okay, that's on me. And so what I did is I made the hole bigger and then tried to get inside of it to try to scare my parents and be like, hey, this is like the plan the whole time was I was gonna pretend to be this thing. And I think a furry did that one time and said, this shit makes me horny. I did it and I said, yeah, I messed up, man. <laughs> yeah, I have beads all over, I'm sinning, I feel guilty, this is wrong, I'm, I feel further away from Christ than I ever had. I feel like a furry did that and said, oh, I like being this far from Christ. Hey, Juan, thank God you answered. This is Satchel. Yeah, I well, I was calling you not so much for a prayer request, really more of a praise report.
Well, I'm trying to praise God for something, and I was hoping you would praise God with me. I left my wife. You left your wife? The hatchet herself, brother. I'm finally free. Well, why you left your wife? Why? Boring, <laughs> loud, white. No, thank you. Okay. I was over her. She was over me, man. I'm on to bigger and better things. And I figure you and I, we go out on the town and meet some chicks. I'm sorry? Where you at? San Antonio, yeah. Okay, Bible. I'm, I'm in Corpus Christi right now. Oh, welcome out to Corpus, dude. I'm looking for a night out with my boy Juan. That's the thing. The number one thing I hated about my wife, besides the fact that, you know, she had sex with all my neighbors and pretty much left me for a grocery store clerk that has one arm, uh, was that she never wanted me to go out. She always said, you need to stay home and play video games. You need to stay home and eat Cheetos. You need to stay home and work on that stream channel you're making with your friends where you play Call of Duty. She never wanted to focus on, you know, going out with the boys or raising a family. So I'm doing one of those things tonight with you. You can pick them. <laughs> yeah, okay. But the thing is, right now, I mean, I'm, I'm out of town. And when I get back, you were up there at the club last night, right? Oh, I was a lot of places last night. I was in, I was out, I was chatting, I was shooting. You get it, dude. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, uh, the place, uh, what's it called, the place uh, over there on 97? Well, let me ask you something. What? Have you prayed today? If I pray? Have you prayed to God? Well, <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I guess I think about God every day, you know, every, every, all the time, I, all the time, you know? You know that's not what I asked. If I asked you if you thought about him, that'd be an excellent answer, one. But that's not what I asked, is it? I, 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 I asking me if I pray. I mean, I, I, I go to bed and I pray when I go to bed. I can know? feel I the guilt in your voice telling me about that. There's two types of men in this world, all right? Accountable men and non-accountable men. So I'm going to ask you one more time, Juan. Did you pray today? No. Okay, that's what I thought. Hey, I didn't either. I don't even believe in God anymore. I'm... I was telling this way in the morning, and I was worried because I got into a car accident like a year ago. I remember. Dude, I'm, first off, do you remember holding hands, looking each other in the eyes right after that and saying, praise God you're alive, and saying, I can't believe we made it through this? Two days. Two days after the wreck. I come, I see you. We lock hands. We lock eyes. We both weep. I mean, I think that uh, the way it is this, no matter what you do, God knows who you are. Yeah. No matter what you do, I mean, you can stay, you can stay hide, go do this, go do that, or deny it, but he knows who you are, regardless of who. Well, I got news. I'm done denying it. And do you know who I am? A divorced man who's looking to go out in Corpus Christi with my man Juan tonight. Maybe something next week. I say we go to Flanagan's downtown or chances are, and we hit it heavy. Well, I don't think, uh, I, I'm kind of tired already. See, Do you know what will wake you right up? Kid. A bump of cocaine. Hey, well, I don't do drugs, man. Oh, yeah, no, no, me neither. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. But if you are interested in going to a strip club, we can make that happen, right? Oh, well, not really. I, I really don't want to see. I'm kind of tired already. You know? See, I came over here, and I got a girlfriend over here. 
Hey, you get it? What? And, uh, when did you get a girlfriend? Yeah, I mean, when yeah, when did you get a girlfriend, Juan? Well, I I've been this girl for about eight years. No, dude. I remember three years ago, you and I, and you said, hey, you know what I'm looking for tonight? And I said, what? And you said, strange snatch. You said, I'm looking for some strange snatch. And we went out for it, brother. Where's that one? Where's the one that's thirsty for some pussy he ain't taste before? Well, that's the thing that we come here and I'm already kind of away to the fight, you know? So, so really, right now I'm just thinking about tomorrow, tomorrow morning, I gotta go see my doctor for a gas, they're gonna say, they're gonna, for a pee test, they're gonna check me for bikinis and stuff like that. They're gonna check and you then, for bikinis? No, 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 the bikinis, I don't know what they call it, it's the part where you, when you, when you pee, I guess, I don't know, bikinis. Oh, you're gonna do your pee-pee boy yeah, tests. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Do you remember at the river when that captain told us we, we couldn't have any paddles for our boat, so instead we used to use live dogs off the side to make the boat go down the river and their feet were like into the water? Well, all I'm saying is that's what they want me to do is go by there tomorrow morning because it's close to day. It's 12. So I came over here. I have a daughter. I have one daughter. And I hang around with her right now until tomorrow. And tomorrow I'll, I'll be going back to San Antonio. You know? Okay, so in San Antonio, you're down to hit a strip club. Yeah, and then we hit the club. Then you, me, I, 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 uh, I got this guy that works at a grocery store who's something wrong with his brain. He took my wife and he only has one arm, but he parties. So we're going to go out to the strip club with him. What do you say? Nah, let me lay it down for you, Juan. There's two types of men in this world, all right? Playboys and play men, all right? Listen, I can get you a free lap dance. If that's what you're worried about, I know those women like the back of my hand. And you wink at the right one in the right way, and she is sitting on your knee, big dog. What do you say? What do you say about that? What do you think about that? What do you think about doing that with me? What do you think about making the time to go to a strip club with your boy Satchel? We take a little time out of the day, maybe an afternoon to play, and we go to a club. What do you say, Juan? What do you say? you in the form of a song and a little bit of singing one nothing is wrong and i say we can play and i say we can go to the strip club that we like to know where the women are working and sometimes they're naked but we ain't doing drugs because juan has changed it he's a new man eight years with a woman the car crash changed him so you know that he means it what do you say about that what do you think just in general Pretty good start. So pretty good. Pretty good song. Yeah. Well, you should know something, man. I work for Steve Harvey, and I'm actually calling you because Steve Harvey's gonna give you a call right after this and do the same prank. Oh yeah. Yeah, Steve hey, Harvey. Here, I have a girlfriend over here, so I come to see her, you know, 
Juan has a girlfriend that he loves to visit. When he goes to see her, you know that he's with it. What do you think about that? Yeah, but the thing is, that's pretty cool. I have to worry. I just come here, do my business. Will you do a song for me? What I do, you know? Yeah, I did a song for you. But no, you do a song for me. What do you say? Well, not really. You know, I'll, I, I just, I'll take a rent check. Maybe some other, you know, some other, maybe next week or something like that. I'll give you a call around the same time next week. Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm over there, okay? Okay, well, make sure you're available. I'll give you a call at 550 Central. If for any reason you can't make it, give me a quick call or shoot me a text. Otherwise, I look forward to talking to you and... I know Steve Harvey's people are, are going to absolutely love this. Well, thing is, uh, make sure that, uh, okay, so what was your name? Satchel. Satchel Rhinestone. Satchel Rhinestone. You're out there, I mean, like I'm saying, they can see, I can't remember who you are. Yeah. Thing, you know? They can't see it. I mean, the thing is, I mean, I'm out there, places and all that stuff, and, and I meet people, and I give my cars out, right? Yeah, you know? not a problem, man. I'll be reaching out this same time next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. What do you think he thought happened just now? I have, He just went with everything. He is just the most agreeable guy I've ever talked to on the phone. He did like the songs, too. Yeah. He yeah he seemed to genuinely like the songs. That's what I liked. He goes, actually, I'll be honest, that's pretty good. <laughs> he goes, here's the thing. You gave him you gave him a homework assignment for next week. <laughs> so I'm expecting your call. You guys want to hear another psycho? <clears throat> no. Okay. Oh no, I'm trying to find Mark's number right now. Okay. After this call, we got to start headed out to meet Conrad. We got to film a, a thing for Bessos. We're filming promos for the show Sex Basis. Is Every second Friday at the Cretan Cave is when it is, if you were about to ask. I am not able to get your call at the moment, but if you so would leave lazy. a message, I will call you back as soon as possible. Thanks so much, and have a great day. Yeah, if I could have gotten through to someone, I would have been looking to hire a Mark who I found online, but it feels like every time I click something or I call something, it's either an advertisement or it's another voicemail or a phone tree. So why don't you tell Mark uh, that we're no longer interested? Thanks. Is that fucked up? No. Oh. Okay. Pretty funny. Getting Mark dropped from the same place. <laughs> <laughs> no, it might help him. Yeah, I'm the good guy in the story. Yeah, they're hot. Yeah, I'm the good guy in the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was the hero, which just happened, right?